Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome to A Smattering of Heresy, a podcast where we snuggle up and have late night chats about valuing solitude, creating an inner world, being present with nature, art, spirituality, and most of all, how these things come together in our healing. I'm Gemma, and Avery is currently over in the living room, curled up in an armchair like a little cute little Avery loaf. I think I've told you guys this before, but my intention for A Smattering of Heresy for 2022 is your voice has been missing for too long. So I hope our heart-to-hearts give you the encouragement and tools to feel empowered to use your voice because the truth is that your voice is needed. Mm. So today, as promised, we're talking about sex, or rather the lack of sex. We're talking about celibacy, baby. Baby, celibacy. That is a great question because this word is used a lot in a lot of different belief systems and opinions. So I just want to say up top that I am not speaking for everyone and I'm not trying to say that these things I'm about to say are celibacy point blank. So just like bear that in mind. There's religious types of celibacy like monks or priests. There's abstinence till marriage, which is more of like a cultural or sometimes religious thing. Um, And it's also super problematic because virginity is an illusion and we can talk about that some other time. There's also incels, which are involuntary celibates and usually angry little dudes who feel entitled to sex and therefore hostile and aggressive towards women for denying them of their right. (sighs) And I am talking about something else altogether. Boop, boop, boop. My first experience with the type of celibacy that I'm talking about was in TV. I gotta stop moving. This blanket is gonna be really annoying for you guys. I'm sorry. I'm chilly. I have a blanket around me, so I'm gonna try not to move so it's not rustly. Um, anyway, in Grey's Anatomy, Meredith <laughs> becomes celibate at one point and she does a lot of knitting. And um, in the show Bones, Angela Montenegro decides to do six months of celibacy. And so those, well, mostly Angela, because I don't have the clearest memory of Grey's Anatomy, but I do remember Angela's really clearly. And um, so at least hers is more aligned with what I have in mind and was definitely my first experience with the idea of abstaining for sex for personal development as opposed to religion or morality. And so I would define it as choosing to go without sex for a time And it's important that it's coming from a place of love instead of judgment. Mm -hmm. So, understandably, whenever most people hear about this, they're just like, why? 
Like, why would someone do that? How long do you have to do that? Does that mean that, like, you're not allowed to masturbate? Do you not go on dates? Etc. 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 So, let's talk about it. In fairness, it is intimidating. Um, and there's baggage associated with that word. So let's hang on. Let's just cycle. Before, let's just talk, let's just take a breath. <sighs> Celibacy is not for everyone, and it does not have to be for you. It's not like the correct way to, you know, anything. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't have to be for you, and I'm not saying that it does. But why not be open to learning about it? Because for me and lots of other people, it was a really extraordinary experience of just really wonderful healing. Which is why someone would do that. So I see it as an excellent way to pause and learn about your relationship to sex. And then, if you like, to change it in really positive ways. So abstaining creates space around it and allows time and space to evaluate and notice beliefs that are in place and associations that you might have with sex, positive and negative. Yeah, and then create a different kind of relationship to it. So for some folks, sexual development and education had a lot of really shitty messages and shame and sometimes things in it that are just like completely biologically inaccurate <laughs> are just generally messages that you feel ready to let go of. Some folks maybe have a really positive relationship to sex and they don't necessarily have baggage with it, but maybe they feel like they jump into it too quickly or they jump into relationships too quickly and they feel like they're at a point where this really isn't working for them and it's, it's hurting them more than it's helping them and they're interested in developing a more mindful connection with sex and with their bodies and to feel a little bit less reactive. And for me, okay, let me just say right quick, like trigger warning and editing Gemma will insert the timestamp for when I'm done saying this, but I was going to you know, share my motivation, which has some, like, um, sexual assault stuff in it. So skip ahead to 11 minutes and 13 seconds. If, you know, you know, if you want. But I grew up with some damaging messages around sex, which included a strong sense of virginity, but not much about listening to yourself or pacing things based off of what you would want or what you would feel comfortable with. That really wasn't, like, a component um, at play. It was very all or nothing, committing lust or not committing lust, you know, causing your brother to stumble or not causing your brother to stumble. It was very black and white and there wasn't really any sense of like, what would, what feels good to you? What would you want to do? So that wasn't really something that I um, just had in mind around it. I wasn't super aware of the nuances and so I really struggled to listen to myself and to vocalize boundaries. So there were some sexual experiences that I didn't want, but I don't think of them as assault. It felt more like self-betrayal, and I think some of you guys probably know what I mean. And if you have an experience that's very confusing and feels like assault, I am not invalidating you. You know you, homie. I'm, this is, this is just, um, I'm talking about me. So, um, I really wasn't speaking for myself and I wasn't communicating what I wanted and setting those boundaries. So situations would develop that 
I was consenting to, but I really (laughs) didn't actually want, and it was really not great. Um, But then there was an experience of sexual assault from my best friend when I was 19, and that fundamentally changed a lot of things for me, but I didn't acknowledge it and was not interested in acknowledging it. Um, (laughs) So, sorry, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable, and so it's okay. There's nothing to be uncomfortable about. <sighs> mm. Mm. Okay, I'm good. I am here. When I was 19, my best friend assaulted me, and I just really wanted to pretend like that didn't happen and like I wasn't affected by it, even though literally everything changed for me about my relationship to my body, my relationship to men my sense of self-worth because he really afterwards he just like um really took his time explaining how this was my fault and I was a bad person and he wasn't this type of person and like just really anyway it it really it was awful and so uh, even though I wasn't acknowledging it and wasn't um in therapy for that or any other experience in my life I had some mental health struggles for sure but I wasn't interested in getting help or acknowledging that either. So um, that carried on. And then when I was 25, um, unfortunately, I was raped by a different so-called friend. And that was a lot more difficult to bury, just especially the way it went down. It began a period of hospitalizations, which included like finally getting therapy and being diagnosed for different things and dealing with a bunch of stuff that up until then I had chosen not to deal with. After this experience, some other mental health issues started getting really intense. So I'd had a dissociative disorder for a long time, um, but it began extending to depersonalizing my body. I couldn't recognize my reflection sometimes, and I felt really nauseous when people touched me. Even just like a coworker putting their hand on my back as they passed behind me, I'm a barista, so it's a really small space. It's not weird or inappropriate. They're just trying to not bang into you. But even something as platonic as that, I would just become really nauseous. And I still dated a bit, but sex was zero fun. Um, Every time I would have a flashback and panic and it was horrible. And the same thing happened when I would have sex with myself. That's the thing about body memories and PTSD is... The memory lives inside of your body, so it's not necessary to have another person to trigger it. For me and my experience with this, even just like arousal or especially orgasming in and of itself would just like set off a panic response, and it was just really horrible and devastating, and I would just be stuck in a flashback for as long as my brain and body needed to be. (sighs) Mm -hmm. So, how are we doing? End of triggering content. So... Skipper's, you know, hi, hello. We're, we're done talking about um, the triggering content. Yeah, for all of those reasons, I just really wanted to have a different kind of relationship to sex and to my body. So after about a year, it felt right to me to be celibate for an indefinite amount of time with the intention of healing from the inside out. I wanted to be safe with myself first and heal my relationship to my body, and then one day reconnect with others. And I didn't know how long that was going to be. 
And for me, it was three years. And honestly, it was amazing. Really, really amazing. Which is why I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Um, it does not have to be three years. So if that time frame just made your heart fall out of your butt, <laughs> like it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's as long as you want it to be. I don't really recommend a few weeks or a month. This isn't a no-nut November thing. It's very intentional and creating a better relationship with yourself and a stronger sense of inner resources and safety takes time. It's going to take longer than four weeks. Yeah, so I mean, as a starting point, an option, I think six months is a really good amount of time. But listen to yourself and to your heart and it will lead you exactly as is needed and will present to you the right amount of time for you if you're interested. Um, there's definitely not a correct way to do it or a correct amount of time. Speaking of such things, masturbation. Let's fucking talk about it. Can you masturbate while being celibate? I think absolutely. I actually think it's a really, really important part of it because it's so important to practice safe sex with yourself first. If you want sex with others to be sensual or spontaneous or whatever words for you, having sex with yourself in that way is really important and it is very affirming of your own value and your own things that you want to manifest in your life and what you like. If you tend to masturbate really quickly and feel weird about it, that might indicate how you feel about sex or maybe even how you feel about yourself. So releasing some of that messaging and programming and getting in touch with your own sense of pleasure and what you enjoy and what you are looking for sexually from a partner, it's all like super, super valuable and a really, really important part of this process. So I have some suggestions for beginning this process. One of the best things I could advise is having a sex journal. So some different things you could use it for is aftercare. So for example, I masturbated today and had a flashback. This is what I was feeling in my body. You know, this is what came up emotionally. And not only focusing on the negative aspects of that, but using it as a place to soothe yourself in the journaling process and affirm yourself. Another thing you can write about is early sexual experiences or things you find pleasure in non-romantically and what about them feels so good. Things about your own body that you think are sensual, feminine, and attractive or whatever words align with you know your sense of self. Notes from a great podcast or TED Talk. I write all types of stuff in it, you know, and it's just super great. And especially at first when I was having a really hard time being in my body at all, when I got to a point where I could tolerate being in my body a little bit, just not like sexually, having a sex journal is a great place to intentionally engage in a sensual activity that was not sexual, such as getting a pedicure. And try really hard to like stay present in my body and to feel my feet and also to like recognize that it feels really good, you know, and then write about it. That it was a positive experience being in my body, experiencing my senses, experiencing pleasure, and none of it was sexual, so it wasn't as triggering and was just like a really, a really great starting point. The important thing is inhabiting your body. But speaking of great podcasts, one episode I would highly recommend 
is from a podcast that used to be called The Sexually Liberated Woman. I think now it's called Sensual Self, um, but I haven't listened to it recently, so I'm not totally sure. But there's one episode in particular, episode 17, Secret Bad Girls and Sexual Trauma, that is like really fucking fantastic. And one thing that they talk about is writing out what I want to feel and experience as a fully embodied woman and with my lovers. I did that exercise. It was really wonderful. So I highly recommend that. Outside of a sex journal, moving on to other things, thinking through physically or maybe drawing out, even just drawing a couple of stick figures um, and like circling and writing notes, like where does sexual trauma show up in my body? And then doing it with a second one and saying, where in my body do I already feel healing and sexual empowerment? That's like a really lovely exercise. Another great thing is to learn alternate narratives around sex. So for example, Oshun. I don't want to get really specific because I don't really know what I'm talking about. I've just (laughs) heard about it in podcasts. Like I, you know, I really don't know what I'm talking about. There are other resources that would be much better to listen to about Oshun. But um, it's an African deity associated with sex and why I bring it up is because there's just a really different narrative around sex it's not so penis focused and it's not like our narrative is very like men having sex with women even just our understanding of how the genitals interact with each other is very like men penetrating um and in this particular narrative it's not it's much more about like I think they used the phrase in the podcast I was listening to about it They use the phrase, the devouring vagina. It's like really cool to listen to different narratives that are telling a completely different story and just seeing what resonates with you or what about these different narratives can shake loose for you some beliefs that are really not worth hanging on to. Identifying things that make you feel safer, more stable, more grounded, and then prioritizing those things. For me, a couple ideas are holding hands, baths, scents, plants, thick socks, feeling the sun on my skin. So, and then actually prioritizing those things. Body exercise is great. It might be something really challenging, like exercising naked and just creating an atmosphere of self-acceptance and self-love while doing that. Or maybe something less visceral, but still really powerful, like speaking kindly to your reflection before you get in the shower. Or writing about it. You know, can I accept my body as it is? Can I accept my desire to criticize it? Can I accept my choices? Can I show gratitude to my body for all of the work that it's doing, regardless of whether or not I approve of it visually, just the tremendous amount of work that it's doing and the way it shows up for me every single day. And on that note, another great thing to do is movement that builds appreciation. So for some people, um, like a lot of folks these days are climbing and that's super cool. Um, There's also yoga as a really healthy form of exercise or maybe other people it's more like deadlifting or like push-ups or something that makes you appreciate how strong your body is. Um, And if you have limitations physically, you can also do stuff that isn't exercise-based, but is still super, super physical. Like, floating in the water isn't physically challenging necessarily, but 
you can still experience a lot of pleasure and relaxation and just spend that time thanking your body for the pleasure that it's allowing you to feel and like for providing you with a vessel that allows you to feel water and allows you to float and allows you to just like be here right now and then if that whatever activity is for you prioritizing that activity and creating a repeated time of appreciation sexual affirmations and manifestations are fantastic and of course i highly recommend therapy um but for me all of these different things boil down to using celibacy and the space it creates in your life and spirit to get intentional with your body and intentional in your relationship to it to create a sense of home within yourself and then from there when you're ready choosing what you allow into this treasured sense of self and pleasure. I thought that that was going to be like really long, but I think I was so excited that I just ended up talking really quickly. So it was not really long, um, but that's, that's okay too. <laughs> um, I hope that there's something in there that felt valuable to you. And I mentioned a podcast before and I'll make sure and link that episode below. And I'll also link other resources that I think are really great. So, whatever your story, I hope you stay connected to the idea that who you are is completely correct and what you're feeling is okay to feel. Things that have shaped us can be accepted as a part of our story and we can release the anger and we can even experience forgiveness and none of that in any way negates that those things were wrong, like they were not okay and you can free yourself from continuing to live in them. And most of all, to keep listening to your spirit, because she is wise, and she will always lead you well. So, I will see you guys in a couple weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, celibacy uh, is pretty fucking cool. It's for cool kids, man. Celibacy is for cool kids. Put it on a sweater. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Bye.